here I am, getting down with this bad clown. Maybe that as its own self-isolated nugget. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's pretty, I mean, it makes you look like an idiot, so I like that. Yeah, I mean, if you want to hurt me real bad, yeah. then that's what you could use. Welcome to Bruise Day Tuesday Podcast, episode 374. I'm Sam Ginsberg, and here, here is the prostaglandin of podcasting, Tyler Dryblade. What did you say about my glands? You're the prostaglandin of podcasting. Prostaglandin. Let's see what that is. Prostaglandins are a group of lipids made at the site of tissue damage or infection that are involved in dealing with injury and illness. That sounds okay to me. Oh, I guess I didn't realize it had multiple applications. I was I meant it in one particular way, which is that it's a cervical ripening agent. <laughs> yeah, it is. So uh, I learned about cervical ripening today, and it's a really Sweet. gross term. So I wanted to learn what the 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 most used cervical ripening drug is, and it's prostaglandin. I have no problem with this one. I'm happy. I'm happy with this. You know, uh, you know that that doesn't mean you're turning a lady on when her cervix is ripened, right? I know. I'm happy to be of help, Samuel. Okay. I'm helping. <laughs> okay. Jeez. Uh, so, as you may have guessed, because nobody butted in, um, it's just me and Sam, but we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. Eating things, and changing names, and unionizing, baby! So it should be a fun episode. What do you have to drink this week, Sam? Uh, yeah, I mentioned this last week, but I have a mistake in a cane. I have two of my least favorite styles mixed together, and oh boy, I'm looking at the logo now, and it makes me so mad. Uh, this is a New England-style hazy Mexican lager with lime. <laughs> oh. Um, and the, the can art, it just makes me think of a type of person that I don't want to associate with it. Um, I was talking to three sex about this today, about how there are certain brands that I don't think make good products. And the whole thing is that they, their product is expensive. So people with a lot of money buy them because they're expensive, not because they're high quality so that they can show that they can afford the expensive brand. I think Rolex and Lexus are two that come to mind immediately. And the other one, which is a which is a little bit newer on the scene, but kind of gives me the same vibe, is Vineyard Vines. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anytime I see someone wearing Vineyard Vines, I think, you have enough money that you're an asshole, or you want to show everyone that you have enough money to be an asshole. And those are both bad. Uh, and the, the, the dude depicted on this can, uh, Tyler, you can take a look here. Um, he, oh. looks, he looks like a Vineyard Vines douche. He's got, you know, he's... He's out at the yacht club, backwards yeah. hat, sunglasses. Uh, he looks like sweater tied uh, around his uh, shoulders. He looks like the kind of person that like uh, Vampire Weekend tried to make fun of. Is that something Vampire Weekend did? Because that's the first good thing I've heard of Vampire Weekend doing. Good, good on a, you, Vampire Weekend. They have a couple okay songs. I mean, they weren't really trying to make fun. It was like kind of parody, but also they were those guys. You know what I mean? I just um. I blame them for Born Ruffians not being more successful. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about your odd feud. Yeah. It's not me. Fair. It's it's historically accurate. It's like it was the same festival that they like both debuted at and Vampire Weekend went first and everyone loved it. And then Born Ruffians has a similar style and everyone was kind of like, yeah, we kind of just heard that. So, so no thanks. Uh, and Born Ruffians <laughs> are, are better. They are better. That's true. Uh, how's that beer though? Ooh, it's foamy. Got a little foam on that stash, bro. Yeah, it's it's really that's more of a thing of the stash than a thing of the foam. I just, I, yeah, you got a wild beard. Yeah, I'm I'm very unkempt. I've noticed um, as this is probably the longest my hair has ever been. Like at least yeah. this is the longest I've been between haircuts ever. And I thought that it would either like keep growing out like a fro up like marge simpson or eventually gravity would finally win out and i would have right. like cool uh like kurt cobain hair yeah uh, but actually i think what's happening is it's just the, the uh the volume is the same but the density increases I think i'm having the same issue my, it just gets curlier and curlier yes. and curlier yeah my yeah. curls are getting tighter like i i kind of didn't even think of myself as a curly haired person for a while 
mm-hmm. because uh, they were such loose curls. But yeah, oh, they tighten in. Um, yeah. Yeah, look like fucking uh, fucking orphan Annie over here. Um, anywho, what were we talking about? Beer. Yeah. Oh, actually, I just noticed. I think that New England style hazy Mexican lager with lime isn't actually the name of the beer. I think it's Debolt Atlantic Bro. So that really fits with the description that we gave. Um, uh. this beer sucks. <laughs> The one Zip Grace is. Did you say that? Uh, I don't think I did. Five two, which I think nah. is. I mean, it's reasonable for this style. I'm not going to dock yeah, points but for it's, that. But it's yeah. nothing. It's not going to help you at all. No, it's not. the The lime comes through in a way that I think is like kind of bright and delightful. Mm-hmm. And I am done saying positive things about this beer. Okay. Well, I have uh, Fordham and Dominion Brewing Company's Spiced Harvest Ale, six point five percent ABV. It is a fall seasonal with cinnamon, ginger, clove, allspice, and pumpkin. I'm not a huge pumpkin beer fan, but I'm hoping it's going to be kind of a light touch. But you fucking uh, love allspice. Everyone knows that about you. I love allspice. No, I don't know. I don't. I, you know what I think is weird? That there's like nutmeg and then there's mace, which is just ground nutmeg shells. But it's like a different thing. You know what I think is weird? That you know that. <laughs> Uh, this beer poured out originally with a pretty, uh, light head. Um, the bubbles seemed fairly similar in size. The head is gone now. It's, uh, uh, somewhat cloudy amber. I get a lot of cinnamon in the nose. This is okay. It tastes kind of like a, uh, like a, uh, a ginger snap cookie. Hmm. Man, you know, ginger snaps, I just, uh, I recently had a, um, a revelation about my understanding of ginger snaps, believe it or not. Yeah. And I'm really only telling this story because we have a two-man show, so we, we're going to have to work a little Gotta harder drag to, it out. to fill the time. Yeah. Um, Three Stacks made some uh, ginger cookies with like a white chocolate glaze, and mm-hmm. I thought I didn't like ginger-based baked goods, and I think it's actually that I don't like ginger bread and some types of ginger snaps because of the um texture the snap Mm. you know uh these were like a sort of had the the consistency like the texture of a sugar cookie but just like a ginger flavor and i thought they were great and i think it might just be that i don't like them when they're that like hard and crispy could be look at you 30 years old and still learning things learning things about the most important person in my life me (laughs) <laughs> uh but yeah this beer has a lot of cinnamon in the nose a lot of ginger in the taste um, already okay it's well <laughs> i'm sorry i just don't actually care that much about your life is what it comes <laughs> down to uh, but it's it's kind of weak on the back end but overall i think it's pretty decent after like two sips so you know and are you getting any of that um flavor you described earlier the one that uh, makes the transformers go The allspice? Yeah. Isn't that the the Transformers one? I see what you're doing. That's terrible. (laughs) It's terrible that you made me do that. I'm filling the time. Come on. (laughs) Uh, I don't... I'm not sure I could say exactly what allspice tastes like. It tastes like a generic spice flavor. This tastes spicy in like a, you know, holiday way. Yeah, it feels like the type of thing where you have to give them credit even though they might not have earned it because you definitely can't accuse them of not doing it right i yeah i don't know but this you know this tastes like other holiday spice things that i have tasted it calls itself a spice harvest ale so uh i think i'm gonna well this isn't the review section of the show but it seems like they're doing pretty well so far you know at least in in so much as they've achieved their goals yeah that makes sense uh mary what do you have Ah fuck! Fuck! Oh, oh, that's okay. We've got a we've got a couple articles, so you know, hopefully that'll drag out the time. Um, let's start with a uh, kind of a, an update to an article we did a couple weeks ago from StarTribune.com. We've got Surly now supports union election, but still closing beer hall. We had reported, like I said, a couple episodes ago about Surly Brewing. Uh, like most breweries, they are feeling the pinch during the pandemic. Their workers are obviously also their employees are feeling that pinch too. The employees uh, were talking about maybe unionizing to try to protect themselves from, um, you know, uh, firing and wage changes. 
And around the same time that they started having these unionizing discussions, Surly announced that they were going to be closing down uh, their beer hall. Um, and it seemed, you know, that it was kind of a suspicious timing. It looked a little bit like union busting at the time. I believe uh, some of the employees had filed a suit, um, like with the Equal Employment uh, Agency or something like that. But um, they've had talks with Surly's management. Surly will permit uh, a union elections to happen, and the beer hall will still close down. Uh, so it seems like, you know, I'm not sure anybody's getting exactly what they want, but the two sides have seemed to come closer on the issues. And I'm glad that they'll be able to choose whether to unionize or not. So my first take here is going back to when we did uh, our initial reporting on this. I think we had put Surly in that same box with founders and some others of breweries that we are not going to patronize anymore. Mm-hmm. This, I think, and you can you can disagree with me, I suppose, if you like. Uh, I think this takes them out of that box. I think that, you know, sometimes business ventures fail. And maybe this beer hall is a failed business venture, and I don't think that I, I'm not going to shit on them for that. Um, they're allowing their employees to unionize. Was it because of a bunch of public pressure? I would say probably. Yeah. But I think that I think that them doing the right thing eventually, and uh, us as the you know extreme influencers that we are, right? Uh, forgiving them is important, kind of in the same way as. Um, I think that there is something that founders could do to get themselves out of the doghouse. They seem mm-hmm. to have no interest in exiting the doghouse at this point. But I think that if you don't give uh, people or businesses, either way, if you don't give them a like a path to uh, make amends and be forgiven, then it like encourages them to like double down on being shitheads. Uh, so I would say that they, there is a, a, a path to forgiveness that Surly is now walking, and I'm tentatively okay with them again. Yeah, I really want to disagree with you because we need to extend that time. But I, I actually agree. Uh, you know, bringing up the comparison with Founders is a good point, I think, because Founders really just dug in their heels. And they said, we didn't do anything wrong. Uh, you know, this guy is crazy. Um, we're just going to keep on keeping on. And Surly, while they may or may not have tried to union bust, they... they and whether they were or were not pressured by the public, which they probably were, they did sit down and have what appear to be constructive talks. So I'm keeping my eye on you, Surly. You know, you could still slip up again. But I, I will be, I will be drinking Surly beers again. Um, I, I agree. They're, they're making the right moves. Yeah, I, they're out of the doghouse, but they're still on notice. They're not back in <laughs> good town. Right, right. Uh, but. You know, like I said, it's good. Um, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, I hope they do vote to unionize, but you never know. I mean, I guess if they don't, they don't. I hope they do. Most, I think we mentioned this last time, like most of the beer unions, like the unions in the beer world are in like AB InBev and, and stuff like that, Yeah. Um, which is weird. And I'd like to see craft brewing expand a little more into that territory. I, I think it's um, an artifact of the fact that Unions are sort of an older thing. Like, I think yeah. that, that probably a lot of the the macro unions have been around forever, and micro is a newer thing, and, like, in the same way as you don't see Uber employees able to unionize, you don't see microbrewery employees able to unionize. It's just, like, I'm not in a union, because tech, it doesn't unionize. And I think yeah. that that it's, it's all, like, almost a generational divide. Yeah, I will. And we could have a whole podcast on this. And I do love uh, to have a platform for my crazy left uh, policies. Um, but yeah, you're right. It is a generational thing. I, I agree. You know, a lot of the macros, they started really turning in like the 70s when there was a much stronger union culture. But I do think unions have been purposefully weakened and pushed out of sectors. And so that's part of why we don't really see strong union activity with craft breweries as well. I mean, I, I think you're probably right, but at the same time, I I don't think that, like, uh, it's big forces that have kept me from ever being a member of a union. I think it's largely that it never occurred to me. Just, like, like you were talking about, like, union power. I think part of it is union culture. 
it's just mm-hmm. it's not a thing I think about, and it probably should be, but it it's not. And yeah, I think I, and I mean, I guess that's one thing that two of my least favorite groups, uh, fucking old head boomers and macro brewing. It's one thing that those two groups got right, I think, was yeah, uh, yeah. was getting down with the union. I agree. Uh, I'll also say that a lot of unions also fucked themselves because they became crazy mobsters. Um, so that that sometimes happens too. You got to watch out for that. Yeah, man. Yeah, you don't got to tell me. I watched the Irishman. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're you're steeped in the culture. I'm a fucking expert now. Cinephile. Fucking. Hey, is Becca in the room? Can I explain no. to her uh, what a bad performance Al Pacino turned in as Jimmy Hoffa? I'm really glad that you don't have that opportunity, actually. Has, has she seen The Irishman? I don't think so. Becca, have you seen The Irishman? Um, no, not yet. No. Tell her tell her that Al Pacino's in it so she'll watch it and be like, oh, Sam's been right all along. Al Pacino's a bad actor. Sam wants you to watch it so he can discuss it with you. Okay. Okay. It is on my list. All right. It's on her list, apparently. If she has a free weekend to watch a four and a half hour movie, is it that long? No, it, it's 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 long. It's like three hours. It's like a Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, for and sure, it's and it's also sure. very slow, like a Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah, speaking of slow stuff, we're watching some original Star Trek, uh, and yeah, it's slow. Like I don't know. I don't know when exactly in time we made the transition from like film or TV just being like plays that somebody taped to like having their own rhythm and pacing. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, like uh, it's like the 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 medium is the message or whatever. Like it 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 took a while for TV to become its own thing as opposed to just what if movies were short as in the same <laughs> way as like movies used to be like what if plays were on a screen, right? Yeah. And I guess at some point, books were in there. I don't know. Whatever. Fuck books, bro. <laughs> well, I don't want to go too far down that path. Actually, just I finished a book uh, the other day. It kept me up, it kept me up uh, way past my bedtime. Wow. What book were you reading? Oh, shit. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> I think his fire alarm's going off. Three stacks set off the fire alarm. I had to go check on it. It's all Classic. Good. It's all good. Our uh, I can't tell if our oven sucks or if our if our smoke alarm sucks. But yeah. um, there's no smoke. It's just when there's too much heat, it sets it right. off. So we you, had got, a similar you got to wave problem. a t-shirt at it or some shit. Yeah, we had a similar problem. So we just took the batteries out of all the fire detectors because fuck it. Yeah, you're gonna, probably going to die soon. So whatever. Yeah, exactly. I don't care. Yeah. So what book did you read? Oh, um, it's called An Absolutely Remarkable Thing. <laughs> oh. You I like it? Yeah, uh, I liked most of it. There's some, uh-huh. th- there's a lot of choices that I didn't agree with, but it, it's, it was about, like, uh, I, I feel like it's the first time I've read a book that gets, um, social media correct. Mm. Like, a lot of the time it's used as a plot device, and I'm like... Dude, just do your research. But this was like, hey, you actually understand this stuff. So I, I thought that was uh, that was good. And there's a sequel that um, I haven't read yet that Three Stacks already owns. So I will be reading that soon. So uh, let's see here. Man, a lot of reviews. Jesus, give me a plot summary. God. I mean, I can just tell you what it's about if you if you want. Shut to up. Know. Shut up. So these things called Carls. Do you want me to explain Carls to you? They're pretty critical oh. to the plot. I just, I just want a real quick plot summary. Not from you. I can just go grab the book. It might have a synopsis on it. It's about mysterious samurai alien robot statues. They're called Carls. I asked you if you According wanted to know about Carls, and you said no. Cory Doctoro. The samurai thing, I think, is incorrect, but that's fine. Oh, uh, here we go. Here we go. Here's a good, here's a good one. Roaming through New York City at 3 a.m., 23-year-old April May stumbles across a giant sculpture. Delighted by its appearance in craftsmanship, uh, April and... Oh, it's wearing a suit of samurai armor, it says, so fuck you. April and her best friend Andy make a video, which Andy uploads to YouTube. The next day, she's a viral sensation! Yeah, so it's a lot about um, fame in the internet age, and then also there's a bunch of like weird sci-fi shit that happens. Mm, 
and you really identify with this woman because you've always wanted to be e-famous. I didn't say I identified with this woman. I don't identify her, with her at all. That's what you said. You said you support every decision that the characters make in the book. Uh, well, no, actually, she's a real piece of shit. Um, and, like, that was one of my problems with it is it's any time that a, a, a male author writes a female lead, it like, yeah. it, like, puts my hackles up. And she, like, makes a bunch of, like, emotional, impulsive decisions. And I'm you like... women. And, well, I mean, that's the thing is a lot of human beings make emotional, impulsive decisions. And also it makes for an interesting protagonist. But uh-huh. I think when you're a dude writing a woman that is overly emotional, that uh, it just... It makes itself a little bit problematic in and of itself. Yeah, uh, I feel that. I read a book one time that I actually kind of liked, um, but it was written by a white woman writing a black woman uh, speaking in like a future like patois, mm. and uh, I, I enjoyed it, but very problematic. Yeah, I... the fact that uh, that Three Sex liked this book and recommended mm-hmm. it to me makes me feel better about it. <laughs> you got clearance. Like, I mean. She's only one woman, obviously, but she speaks for them all. I, I mean, at least, at, like, if she, like, if she would have been like, "This is some old bullshit," then I would never have read it. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought it was good. I mean, I'm gonna read the next book, so I couldn't have, can't have hated it that much. Mm, Sam loved it. It's his favorite book. Go put it in his backpack. Also, I hate the title. I, I just think it's pretentious. It's it's just like. Come on, man. You need that many words in your title? The next book is called A Remarkably... No, wait. Uh, an Absolutely Foolish Endeavor or something like that? That's It's not quite right, but it's something like that. It's just like, calm down with your words in your title, bro. I don't like that. And it's just like, give me some idea of what this book is about. I don't know. You're just saying, like, this thing's wild, dude. It's like, okay, well, sure, but it's a book. So, like, so there's going to be some wild shit in a book. But those are my criticisms of, of a book. I don't know why I'm being so mean to it. I had a, I had a fun time reading it. All right. Well, I'm just happy uh, you're exercising that brainium, friend. Also, I've been reading uh, some graphic novels, but those don't count as reading. That's true. It does not count as reading. Uh, if you want to exercise that brainium, you know, you've been reading. You say you get that brainium going. You might have some great ideas. Maybe you have a great idea for what this brewing company should change its name to. From usatoday.com, we've got Dixie Beer Company says it needs help choosing a new name, and you can send in suggestions. So, do I really need to explain why they're changing their name? We all on the same page here? I think we are. Okay. So, uh, they're out of New Orleans. They are a hundo years old, and um, they're going to be changing their name. They've launched a webpage for people to send in suggestions for new names. And uh, What's the webpage? is it and um, and does it show you people's comments so far? <laughs> uh, I just went to the webpage dixiebeer.com/name. Am I 21 years or older? Let's see what happens if I say no. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> well, let me just refresh this page. Ew, it wants my email. No, thank you. Oh man, it had a cookie of my age. Fuck. <laughs> I thought I thought it would just let me in. I'm just always curious what they'll do when you say no. So it does not appear to show you uh, the other names, because which is good, because I was just about to say I can't wait for them to name themselves Bodie McBoatface Brewery. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to just be, like, people vote and, like, get to be wieners about it. I, I mean, honestly, I think this is probably a bullshit publicity stunt. I wouldn't be surprised if they've already picked their next name and they just want yeah. to, you know, let people have a voice. That being said, I'm not opposed to this. I, I like... I think they're playing this a lot better than the Washington football team is, where, I mean, first of all, Dixie isn't nearly as bad of a name. I, like It's I, not. I, it, it, time to change it? Yeah, for sure. But but not not nearly as bad. And also, like, hasn't been, like, under s- such, like, aggressive scrutiny for years. But, yeah, I, I, th- I think they might have already picked a name, and this is just a marketing stunt. But at the same time, I'm not against that. They're, they're doing the right thing, and if they want to... Uh, milk it for credit as much as they can. Uh-huh. I get it. That's just how businesses are run. What would you uh, What would you name them? What would you suggest for their new name? Well, I might need your help with this uh, because you were a history major and mm-hmm. I was bad at the parts of school that weren't science. Sure. Um, and Spanish. 
what who give me give me a couple of shoot off a couple of uh world war jesus shoot me off a couple of uh civil war generals uh from uh that north side mcclellan no that's a bad uh, name grant i mean ulysses is a cool name but grant is not sherman no uh he has a lot of problems i gotta say the man hated native americans okay well so that's two that's two no's for sherman <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of some more. I don't know. Okay. Now I'm just thinking of the other ones. Yeah, it's the real shame is Stonewall Brewing Co. would be a fucking cool name, but you're really just, it's the same problem, but you're just doing it again. Hold on. Uh, oh, they should, uh, hold on. I think maybe name it after David Farragut. He was a flag officer for the United States Navy during the Civil War. He fought at the Battle of Mobile Bay, uh, which is kind of in the same air. No, it's Atlanta. Damn it. Never mind. Shit. You know what? I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. I'm going in a different direction with this. The whole idea of this is you have to rename a name that uh, either is problematic or doesn't make sense. You have to realize your name is bad. You need a new name. New Orleans... I will say, there's another staple institution in New Orleans with a bad name that should change it. The New Orleans Pelicans. What a comically bad name for a basketball <laughs> team. So I think they should call themselves the Pelicans should rename themselves Brewing Company. <laughs> Until the Pelicans rename themselves, and then, you know, we're back where we started. But it buys them some time. And you're making you're making a positive impact in your community, changing the name of the Pelicans. The Pelicans, Tyler. The Pelicans. <laughs> I mean it's like some some sports mascots are like not intimidating because they're just like, you know, the Patriots or the Padres. And it's like that's just like people you respect? Like, sure, but no one respects a Pelican. Like, you have to be like something that's like important to the community. Or, you know, just like, uh, the Lions, you know, something tough and scary. The Pelicans are checking neither box. I don't know why they're the Pelicans. They should do something about it. Tell me more professional sports team names that you don't like. Okay. Um, I mean, the main ones that I don't like are the ones that are based on moves. Yeah. We, I think we've discussed this, like the Utah Jazz and stuff like that. Yeah, Utah Jazz, but, uh, uh, LA yeah. Lakers, don't make any sense. I mean, the Cleveland Browns is a really bad name. It's named for a coach that wasn't even that good from forever ago. <laughs> I think it's funny because it just reminds you of, like, poop. Okay. They're the Browns. They are the Browns. I mean, I think <laughs> I think the Dolphins face a similar issue where just, like, this is an animal that is not scary, so don't name your team after them. Mm. So is the Toronto Raptors your favorite team of all time? Uh, Toronto Raptors, I, 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 I enjoy that. The thing is, they call themselves the Raptors because they came into existence, like, right at the peak of Jurassic Park fever. Uh-huh. And it was like they were trying to ride those coattails. And if you look up, like, the OG Raptors jerseys, it's like a super goofy cartoon raptor. But the thing is, Canada's sports team names in general are shit. Like, mm-hmm. like Maple Leafs and Blue Jays and shit. <laughs> like, at least the Raptors are scary. Sure. And objectively the coolest dinosaur. Stegosaurus. I mean, you're wrong. That's fine. No, you're right. Stegosaurus isn't the coolest dinosaur. It's just my favorite dinosaur. And I, it's, it's, you're right. It's important to me to recognize that I'm not being objective. And you're allowed to have a favorite that isn't necessarily the coolest. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you just went on that journey. Uh, what is the, what's the thing that's a Stegosaurus but it has armor on it? A, um... Google. Oh, yes. Dang. I want to say ankylosaur, but that's not right. Oh, actually, I think you're close. Ankylosaurus, maybe. Oh, now this is people are trying to s- sell me Stegosaurus armor. <laughs> Stegosaurus with plates. What are the plates on a Stegosaurus used for? So they already have plates. I guess the answer: Stegosaurus. I really thought it was. Do you ankyl- not know what your? Do you not know what your favorite dinosaur looks like? I just I think it is an ankylosaurus. It's an ankylosaurus, yeah. Okay. Ankylosaurus is uh, like if someone gave a stegosaurus meth. Right. 
So I would say that's the coolest one because it does drugs. <laughs> that's what's cool to you. Okay. All right. Why do you think you're the coolest guy I know, Tyler? <laughs> you hang out with a lot of losers, I guess. I don't know. Three Sex hasn't done drugs since, hmm, seems like about seven months now. I can't think of what would have happened seven months ago that would made us stop doing drugs. You dropped a load. Dude. <laughs> that's my wife. Well, that's your genetic material. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I, when you went to go turn off your uh, uh, smoke alarm, I was like, oh boy, hope he's baby-proofed that house by now. Yeah, so the thing is, we haven't baby-proofed the house at all, and I don't think we're going to. <laughs> I think that baby-proofing is for dummies. Just, I agree, that baby's not going to survive like without learning a few things. I, it's not that, it's like, you know, putting those fucking things in the outlet. It's right. It's like, just like, don't give them a fork. Well, I think maybe you're slightly underestimating how resourceful those little bastards can be. I'm just saying, like, we're gonna keep an eye on her. It's not like we're right. gonna we're just gonna like go take a nap while she roots around through our cupboard or sure. whatever. See, my plan if I ever have a child is just to put them, um, you know, strap them into a papoose and put it in a tree for three days until they learn that their crying won't get them anything, just like the natives used to do. Man, this is usually the part where I would wait for the guest to say something so I didn't have to say something. <laughs> You've put me in a tough spot. <laughs> Let me call Mary. Okay. <laughs> She's probably on. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, no, I mean, I don't know. You should probably do some stuff, but I, I feel you. Yeah, I think people get way too worried. Like, do you have any baby gates? Are you going to baby gate anything? So the thing is, we have, we have gates from... Uh, when we were gating the dogs off from stuff, so they're those those have evolved and become baby gates now. I like that. And like we, um, the the baby shower is uh this weekend, so we'll have a bunch more shit soon. But we, uh, you know, there's like their little play zone. You set them up in a play zone or like yeah. a play chair or whatever, and they ain't doing shit. It's true, you got them locked in there. Yeah, I I. I I'm unconcerned. That's good. I'm glad. I'm deeply, deeply concerned. Uh, because I'm the daddy? Right. That's the one. Yeah. No, it'll be fine. It'll be great. Some things that may be great, I don't know, are these two items we're going to be talking about next. It's two articles, but they really they fall in the same category. Uh, so one is from adage.com. Well, actually, Planters... can, I, can I introduce this one? Sure. So, last week, I did a segment that was based on me ripping off a different podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, and this is also that. So, um, <laughs> my brother, my brother, and me, has, there's a segment which refers to itself as a podcast within a podcast called Munch Squad. Okay. Um, where basically they talk about, like, totally weird shit that uh, food brands have done. Yeah. So, like, you know, Taco Bell does something wild once every three months, and usually right. they'll talk about that. And the most recent one, and now, I don't know how much background is in this article, but I'm going to give you the background I got from this podcast. So, I, get, I think it was during the Super Bowl, um, Mr. Peanut died. Yeah. And then Mr. Peanut had a son. Yep. Baby uh, Nut. Uh, Baby Nut, which is seems like the name for a SoundCloud rapper. Um <laughs> But now Baby Nut's grown up. He's uh, Nut Junior or something? Peanut Junior. Uh, Peanut Peanut Junior, yeah. Peanut Junior. And now he's 21 years old. Uh, So he's decided to make his own product, which is Natty Light Peanuts. (laughs) You're a fool. You're ruining your father's legacy. (laughs) Yeah, so at age.com, the article, You're a Fool, You're Ruining Your Father's Legacy. No, it's Planters Unveils Natural Light Collab for Baby Nut's 21st Birthday. And then the other article we have here is from DetroitNews.com. Shorts Brewery, uh, Shorts Brewing, excuse me, teams up with dispensary for Michigan beer flavored edibles. So uh, two articles, but really with the same soul, which is uh, why, though. I mean, I can't answer the second. Well, no, I can answer both of these um, because they'll make a lot of money. I guess, but so. Because novelty, novelty sells in this era where people aren't quite sure 
how to spend their money. I mean, that's fair. And if I saw either of these products, I'd get them and try them on the show, whatever. But um, so the planters one, let's start there. I like flavored peanuts. I think flavored peanuts are a good idea. Uh, I like flavored, you know, beer flavored with peanuts. I think that's a good idea. But I'm not sure that switching it really appears to appeals to me. Like, what exactly is Natty Light flavor? How are they going to apply that to the beer, and how is it going to improve that nut? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it possibly can. I think this is more um, for branding's sake than for flavor's sake. Yeah. Like, uh, when I think of like flavored nuts, you know, call me boring, but like honey roasted is plenty for me. Yeah. And like, I could see like a. I like a I like spicy stuff, so I could see doing like a if they did a collab with Frank's Red Hot or something like mm-hmm. that, then I could be really into that. But just I I think peanuts and beer are are a good combination. Like having a having a shitty beer and just a salted peanut, especially yeah. you know at a ball game or whatever. I think that's great. But I I think that those are those those are great together, but not quite this together. Yeah, I just like I guess maybe they'll make it like. They can't really make it hoppy. That's not what Natty tastes like. They they can make it smell like the basement of a frat house. <laughs> right, right. Like, are they going to make it maybe, like, kind of sweet or something? I don't really know. I wonder what the flavor <clears throat> mix there is. Uh, can you tell Becca to shut up, please? I can, but I won't. Okay, that's good. Good, that was a test. You passed? <laughs> I'll text her real quick to let her know. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. I can't... No, I can't even fathom what this tastes like. And I would love yeah. to, I, I, you know, I would say if I see this at the store, but I don't go to the store. We get we get our groceries uh, without going into the grocery store because I'm scared of everything. Mm-hmm. But if I see this on the program that 3SX uses to order groceries, I will tell her to buy it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, I mean, I kind of, yeah. I mean, I would definitely try this one, even though I think it's dumb and shouldn't have been made. Um, the other one from Detroit News, so uh, uh, Sky Mint, which is a dispensary in Michigan, I guess, is joined with Shorts Brewing Company to produce a series of beer-flavored edibles. Now, like I said, I I like weed. I like beer. I like them together. But I don't think one should necessarily taste like the other, except for that one g13 strain beer that was really good i just don't understand why you would want this necessarily i mean i guess for people who really like what beer tastes like but edibles generally don't taste that good anyway and now you're adding another acquired taste to the mix seems like a bad call i I think that the target market is people like me if three sacks chilled the hell out for five seconds (laughs) because um I mean, I think definitely your target market is uh, beer people dabbling in weed. Like, every edible I've had has tasted just like, oh, this tastes like shit. It just tastes like yeah, like pot. And like that, you know, yeah. I guess that's fine. Because uh, the, the point isn't for it to taste good. Maybe, I don't know, like maybe it gets you in a headspace of being like, oh yeah, this tastes bad. And that means that I'm going to enjoy myself in the same way that um, 3Zx and I think other people also like, some people enjoy being able to taste the booze in their beer. Yeah. Because, like, it, you know, lets them know what they're up to. And I guess maybe the real analog here would be if you made a weed-flavored gummy or whatever, which, which yeah. would be, like, super meta, and I would be on board for. But I guess if, like... It's like it, when cookies and cream... Or, excuse me, when Oreos made a cookies and cream Oreo, and it's like, wait, but... But, hold on... <laughs> I didn't know that happened. That's great. Yeah. 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 I, I guess just if they, I don't know. I, I think I've given up. You're high already. Uh, Tyler, you win. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like I, the peanuts one, weirdly enough, does kind of make sense to me, even though I think this taste is going to be stupid. This one, I just don't, I just don't really get, I don't know what the beer flavor adds to this here. Uh, I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe we're at a, a point in um, recreational retail cannabis where novelty flavors are like we're ready for novelty flavors. Like maybe yeah. the, maybe the novelty is starting to wear off on just legal cannabis to the point where, in the same way as you can get beer that tastes like weed, 
Not because right. weed tastes good, but just because it's wild that that's happening. Maybe it's just the same thing upside down. People are getting bored of, you know, gummy bears that taste like right. weed and they, they want it to taste like beer because isn't it cool that it tastes like beer? I think you're onto something there, uh, Sam. That makes sense to me. I do wish that they would just, like, perfect getting it not to taste like shit before they moved on to sure. other stuff first, you know? But I, I think you're onto something there. That makes sense to me. I think that reflects technology as a whole. Yeah. Where um, I feel like they're like, check out the, the crazy new video card on this laptop. Can you believe like how how great the you know the video and audio quality is and all that shit? And I'm just like, hey dude, at least three times a week I have to restart my computer because it forgot how to connect to the internet. Like instead of giving me features, fix the bugs. And that's yeah. Um, the issue as. I've, you know, as I've learned working in software is it's not flashy to say we fixed a thousand bugs. It's flashy to say we added one feature that kind of works. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not just in tech. Uh, I get that in my job as well. Like, I'm just trying to make this museum not look like shit. You know, we don't have to be doing a new exhibit every week. Like, let's just make it look okay first, please. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I guess maybe it's it's just universal where you want the you want the flashy thing, not the thing that you actually need. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a reason that no one in presidential campaigns are talking about making the highway situation not be like yeah. total trash in every state somehow. Right, right. Maybe not Hawaii and Alaska. Maybe they have their shit figured out there. But in uh, in the contiguous forty eight, the whole situation's fucked. And just like, yeah. I, I would, I would be hugely in favor of increasing taxes to just fix it. But, um, <laughs> most people wouldn't. And I understand that they're not campaigning on that. We don't have to raise taxes, Sam. We just have to redistribute taxes. Like imagine if the military didn't get like 40% of the budget. There's more than one solution to this problem. There's only my solution. The final solution. <laughs> oh no! I don't want to be tied to that. Checkmate. Checkmate. <laughs> it took us uh, fifty-five minutes to get to Hitler. Good job. Yeah, I'm thinking only thirty-eight of this is in, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I would, I would try the nuts. I might not try the edibles. I don't actually even like edibles that much, to be honest, because I always misjudge the amount. Like they're like. They, they tell me how many milligrams of THC is in each one of these edibles. Like, that tells me anything at all. I think if you... I think there are probably uh, sub-communities that only deal with edibles. Yeah. In the same way as, like, we know ABV and, like, you know, th three beers at 8%. That's how that makes me feel, etc. Yeah. I think there are people who would say, okay, I'll have four gummy worms that are each 20 milligrams, and I know where that puts me. And I, you right. know, I, I actually don't know if the numbers that I've said there make sense. Yeah. And, and in the same way as you think, oh, I'll, I'll smoke eight to 10 bowls a day, I think is probably what you do. They'll, they'll know what is the right dosage for them. And they might not know how much smoking they would need to do. It's like, it's right. a, it's a community schism, which I think is fine. You know, different people that's, that's... have different ways to get to the same destination. That's probably true. The only way I know is eat the whole thing. And then frighten some children seated next to you on the airplane. Whatever works for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Gets me to that level I'm searching for. Man, speaking of thoughts you have and you're way too high. Mm-hmm. I had, I ate a sandwich this week. In my content. <laughs> okay. I, ate, I ate a sandwich this week that is, what would you say is the most hyped sandwich of the last year? Okay, uh, the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Got it. Yeah, got it in one, buddy. Yeah, yep. I had the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Yeah, and so the thing is, after I ate it, because I'm a, I was already a huge Popeye's fan. I love Popeye's. Yeah, Popeye's way better than KFC. Why was nobody telling me about Popeye's for the first like twenty five years of my life? You're full of shit. I was telling you that when we met at eighteen. Okay. Um, but yeah, Three Stacks still prefers KFC, and 
I don't know. Would is that considered an irreconcilable difference? I'm you not know, sure. You said you said uh, through sickness and through health, and she's obviously sick in the head. So you know you gotta. No, you're right. You're right. Um, well, I think a, I think a lot of the thing with Popeyes is it's good for if you uh, like a little bit of burn. Right. Uh, and she hates spicy food, so that that explains her preference. Um, but so I had this I had the sandwich, and I knew I was gonna love it. And she asked me if it lived up to my to the hype, and my initial response was yes because it was it was very good. It's like my review of it is, I doubt that it's the best chicken sandwich I've ever had, but I couldn't for the life of you life of me think of a better chicken sandwich. Right. So right. maybe it actually is. I guess maybe like at my drunkest, having a chicken patty sandwich at McKinley's with extra barbecue yeah. sauce might beat it just because of the experience, but. But then I was thinking about the hype for it, and like, I'm pretty sure people were running each other over with their cars to get the sandwich. Somebody definitely got shot over this sandwich. Yeah. So in that respect, no, it does not live up to the hype. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't put someone in the ground to get this sandwich again. Yeah. But fuck, dude, it is good. And like, you know, people, people bust a nut over Chick Fil A, and like, I know the main issue with Chick Fil A is uh, their trash politics. But I think even putting politics aside, it's a better chicken sandwich than Chick Fil A has, and all Chick Fil A has is their chicken sandwich. Uh, I would say that's true, but I actually don't know because uh, I've never been. Uh, have you been? Have you had the Popeyes? I we did have the Popeyes sandwich. It was good, but yeah, I also would not shoot. Well, that's not true. I wouldn't shoot a stranger over it, but there are some people I would shoot over it. Well, yeah. Now think about it. Are you shooting them over the sandwich, or are you shooting them over how they've wronged you? <laughs> This sandwich is really just an excuse at this point, yeah. I suppose. Did you have the spicy or mild variety? Uh, I believe I had the spicy. I, I also had the spicy. Emily made a mistake ordering. She was like, oh, I'll get the mild. We can, you know, you can try mine. You can figure it out. She accidentally ordered two spices. Uh, and she oh. was like, and like, we like each took a bite and she was like, oh, oh, I got the wrong one. You got to train me. You got to train me. And then I was like, no, this is spicy one. <laughs> and then she ate the whole thing and she was like crying and and I thought like, how how is this hitting you so hard? It's the mild one. And then I looked at the, the receipt, and it definitely they were both the spicy one. That's pretty funny. But shit, dude, that's a good sandwich. Yeah, yeah, I, it is. I agree. Uh, do you need more? Because I because I had a backup content if you want it. I no, I mean I, I'm just trying to think of what's like the my favorite like fast food item is what I'm trying to think of. Oh, the answer is obvious. It's not, mm-hmm. and, and we're not talking opinions, we're talking facts. There's one correct answer to this question. What's that? Oh, no, I'm waiting for you to tell me the correct answer. This is, oh, this I is, don't this know. Is, it's a fun trivia game. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think, like, there's, chicken nugs are what I get the most often. Like, they're my staple. Oh, actually, I've just realized this is a, this item has beef in it. So you, you're, I guess, I think you could do a, a good bean substitute. Uh-huh. Um, oh, uh, you're going to say, uh, what, is it like the Big Mac or something like that? Is that no, what you're going to say? No. Uh, no. The Cheesy Gordita Crunch. Oh, Cheesy Gordita Crunch. Mm. I wasn't even thinking T-Bell for some reason. It was out of my head. How long have we known each other? I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bega was reminding me of the BK Chicken Fries Rubble Unit, uh, <laughs> which is uh, probably up there. No, I, I don't know. Yeah, man, Taco Bell. Taco Bell is very good. You might be right that Cheesy Gordita Crunch is the best one. You you may you may be correct on that. I, I was it's, not, say, it's not a question of if. I told you. It's yeah. a fact, not an opinion. I was – because I was going to say like the Wendy's Baconator. I did like the Baconator. So I'm going back to when I did eat beef. I wouldn't eat the Gordita Crunch right now, but I think you're right. I think I you're think right. I think the Gordita way. Crunch like as, like as compared to something like the Baconator or the Big Mac, I think if you did a sub beans – I think you would still have a good experience with a cheesy gordita crunch as opposed to you would think that that Big Mac was whack as fuck. <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. There's just more going on, you know, in that cheesy gordita crunch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think just in general with uh, Mexican or what Taco Bell is Mexican adjacent <laughs> food, you, it's yeah. just easier to get away with vegetarian options because between stuff like cheese and heat, you're just yeah. – it's just – more going on to distract you from the fact that there's not meat in it for sure uh you want to rate this beer baby dougie yeah i guess so i'm just i'm looking at this uh atlantic bro from uh die bolt atlantic bro and i want to punch him in his nuts well 
And the closest I can come beer? is... You want to punch that beer in the nuts? Yeah, the closest I can come is I'll give this beer a 2.1 and I'll say... Oh! Fuck you with your bad self. Get out of here with this. Uh, I recommend it to no one. That's rough. Um, I had Fordham and Dominion Spiced Harvest Ale, 6.5% ABV. Tasted like, like, a, like a winter spice blend. Um, 6.5, it's not the highest, but you know, it's better than like a 4 or a 5, so I'm happy with that. Or my 5 too. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I still mostly tasted like ginger throughout drinking it, but some of that other stuff came through. There wasn't too much pumpkin, which I was kind of worried about. It's a little, it's a little heavy in the belly, and it's a little weak finishing, but those are kind of the only bad points. I think I'll give it its ABV. I think I'll give it a 6.5. And um, I will recommend this to, well, so there are two types of people that I would recommend this to. Like, if you really like, like, harvest or um, holiday spice blends, you'll probably like this because it tastes very right on there. And also, if you're being pressured to drink a pumpkin ale, this is probably a good thing to drink because it has pumpkin in it, but it doesn't taste too pumpkiny. So I'm going to re- recommend it to both of those disparate groups. Couple of weirdos. Couple of weirdos. Sam, what are you drinking next week? Something weird? Uh, kind of. So that I mean, you're talking right now about pumpkin beer. I've noticed that fall is the season where I think beer gets bad. Like I like I I'll, there's uh, a lot of good dark stuff in the winter. There's some lighter, hoppier stuff in the spring. You got um, Belgians and IPAs in the summer. A lot of great stuff in those seasons. And then in, in the fall, it's like fucking Marzins and pumpkin it's just, shit. And I'm like, yeah, it's just lager after lager after lager. Fuck off. So by by when I next see you, it'll be October. So I'm flipping from summer mode. New England Mexican lager to winter <laughs> mode with an imperial stout, skipping fall entirely. There you go. All right. Well, uh, I wish you luck in your venture to just erase these next three months or whatever. Oh, dude, I wish. I wish I could teleport till after the election. No. Uh, Why? You're going to be just as sad. Well, I, no, I was going to say, like, I want to teleport toward till after the election, but as of election day... It's really up in the air whether or not my baby will have come. And I don't want to teleport past my baby being here. Ooh. I'd like to teleport towards uh, when 3Sex goes into labor. Is that allowed? Can I just time travel to her labor starts? Yeah, I mean, we're letting time travel exist, but nah, you can't choose when, bro. Fuck! So <laughs> bullshit. You're the real enemy. You're the villain of the show. That's true. I think I don't think anybody's disagreed with you. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to tell us where you would time travel to, you can email us at BruceDayTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at BruceDayTuesday. You can comment on links at BruceDayTuesdayPodcast.com. Do the best to keep it down. We'll see you over next week. Bye. Bye. Come up here. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes a shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. This one's on me. Fix you for free. Drink the remedy. Forget about everything. This one's on me. Got what you need. And take your matters. I kind of had to get the flu vaccine, otherwise I'm not allowed to meet allowed my to meet daughter based on my yeah. own rules, so I had to do it. But Well, you got a- more spine than Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs>